yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy McQuinn, and I'm back with another episode of the Yup, I Said It podcast live in New Wave Studios. If you want to book a session, just hit us up at New Waves Guam on Instagram or go to newwavesguam.com if you want to record a video, make some music, do whatever, any forms of entertainment, we got you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here live in the studio, I got the man, the myth, the legend, the OG himself, the champ. Mr. Melker Mani Busan, thank you for coming back to the show. Awesome, Appreciate you. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> right on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the last one we did. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? The last one. What happened? What happened? I tried to hang with the big boys, and apparently, I couldn't hang. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we, we had a couple of drinks. We had a couple yeah, of drinks. Couple of drinks. That was a warm up. So tonight, what are we? What are we having? Today? I got us a fatty. Got us a nice fatty for us today. Yeah, some, see, some ain't no kids here, so if yeah. you want to go ahead and roll that up, yeah, you got it. Oh, absolutely. Can I get a lighter, though? If you have a lighter, I need a lighter. Yeah, but I thank you, sir. So what's good, my brother? Thanks for having me again. I, no, for real, man. I'm humble. Thank you so much. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you. You know, And we, we all talked about it. And like, you know what? That was just a dress rehearsal. And, you know, yeah, you're, one of, you're one of the few people on island that... He's like yo, a, he's on a podcast and I can't be in it. Mm-hmm. He's in a podcast and mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to be in it. I'm gonna bum your show mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, <laughs> that is our executive producer, Raj. You know, makes all this possible, make it all happen. I know y'all got a pretty tight relationship too, so I know y'all travel together and and all that stuff. Um, so how was that? So Raj, I mean, I know Raj's wife for a long time when he came here and. You know, we, we mixed it up at uh, Cauliflower Culture. And he's like, hey, man, you ever heard of Twickenham Stadium? You're, not, you're into rugby, right? Mm-hmm. Cauliflower Culture. And I'm like, no, what is Twickenham Stadium? And he goes, you know, Twickenham, London. I'm like, no, I don't know. He's like, fuck me, you got to come. So Raj split was maybe he was, hey, man, when I get out there, I'm going to fly you out. I want you to check this out. And I think that your brand could, could do very well in London. I'm like, yeah, calm down. So... You know, fast forward, I went out there, he flew me out, I checked out London, he gave me a, a full tour of Twickenham Studios. So if you don't know what Twickenham Studios is, it's kind of like Universal Studios, but for UK, you know? And okay. they made, and when we were there, so Raj is basically renovating and building a Twickenham Studio. Like he had like a fucking group of like 30, 50 people, like bro, like massive. And, and like they were doing everything from electrical, everything. Raj's fucking company was building the whole fucking, I'm like, oh, bro, this is a fucking big fucking thing. You didn't tell me that. I'm, and, I, and I've done some renovations to house. I built one house in my life, you know, not a lot of people got to do that. And I built one, and, and it, you, it, you learn a fucking shitload. Raj was building a fucking studio, massive fucking studios, massive. Sound fucking rooms. I mean, bro, the Beatles played fucking. They're the Beatles fucking when Raj was renovating. I mean, dude, like all kinds of shit. When we were there, Jackie Chan was doing that movie, The Foreigner. You know, so Raj worked around, all, built all that shit. Anyways, uh, I saw what he did, and I saw how he, how he moved out there, and we brought out cauliflower culture out there. You know, anyways, Raj is back on island. He's he's here, but I mean, you know, it's, it was a great trip. We went. I mean, we did the whole. You know, we we drove over to Paris and drove up to Amsterdam, and we did a bunch of touring and did Belgium, and you know, we had a bunch of meetings and. But uh, you know, it's you know, London is still in play. You know, I think. You know, when all this COVID blows over and everyone just can get back to not the new normal, but the real normal, the OG normal, you know, if I can start traveling out there and, you know, really pushing the brand again and, and the coffee, I mean, you know, now we have a coffee garden in, in, um, 
in Kau, uh, right next to it's about 20 minutes from the Starbucks Coffee Garden in, in uh, Big Island. And, you know, I just can't wait to just take my coffee and go back to Europe and to the Middle East and, you know, really and, and, and redo it all over again, you know. But yeah, so Raj, Raj's a fucking great cat. I've known him for a long time. He's been nothing but open and giving to me. So he's the only fucking Indian I love. You know, every other Indian, <laughs> I mean, I, they're cool. No, they're cool. But that's only one, the only fucking Indian I love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone else is cool. Yeah. And I mean, you, sp- you spoke about coffee and, you know, Spike 22. You know, that's your brand. You know, with that, you use that to, to start out Coffee Slut and... I know we talked about it before, but you want to touch up again on how you came up with the name Coffee Slut because it's just still unique. And- Thank you. Um, so, you know, 2013, you know, 2010, you know, my wife had a coffee garden, has a coffee garden at her at a Hamamoto Gardens, and I'm like, yeah, fuck this coffee. So she used to make it and bring it home, and we, you know, we used to roast a little roaster, and then um, we go fucking. So I, I started getting into coffee more. And, and when I was a kid, you know, in 1930, my great grandpa, you know, started coffee and Colombian coffee in Meningen, right next to Leo Palace. So throughout, a child, throughout my childhood, I grew up around coffee. I drank coffee from a year old to like 12 years old. You know what I mean? And, and there was no Coca-Cola. There was fucking, you're gonna go fucking pick the coffee. My grandma cook it on the ground and put these rocks, make a little fire, put a pan, and she'll pick the berries, wash it in the water, fucking depulp it, fucking cook it on the frying pan on a fucking little wok, put into the, uh, like a, a spam can, a fucking whatever fucking round can, a corn can, take the lumac with the, the, the lemon stick and smash it like she's smashing dunny, take the hot boiling water from, the, from, the, from the, the river and pour it in and that was our fucking coffee. So that was just like normal to me, right? So doing that and coming back like 20, 30 years later and seeing the coffee and then I, one day I was driving uptown and I just noticed that every coffee shop had someone in line. Every fucking coffee shop from fucking Aganya to Tumon had someone in line. Yeah. I said, shit, you know, this, this coffee thing. And then I did a little research. I'm like, wait, this is the fucking second traded commodity to fucking oil. So there's oil and coffee that's constantly being traded up and drop, all up and down, all around. So. I said, hey, yeah, this might be something. I can do everything from seat to sip. So we start, we start doing that. A year goes by, and I open up Spike Coffee Roasters. So we get this big-ass roaster, and we start roasting for the hotels and working with some airlines and doing a lot of gifts and private gifts and you know, working collaboration promotions with major companies. And that was really cool. I'm doing really cool collaborations with badass artists. And then I look at all my byproduct, and every time I make cold brew, you know, and by the way, at that time, like 2013, you, you can, not, I don't care what fucking coffee shop you go to, no one really had cold brew. Very few. The craft ones, Blue Bottle, Stumptown, you know, Intelligentia, and fuck, I don't even know. But if I, the, the hundred coffee shops I go to, only three have fucking cold brew. Only one knew about Nitro. So, you know, I'm looking like, fuck, you know, this, I think this is the future, this is the game, no one's doing it, you know. So I look at, my wife takes all my, her, my byproduct and she makes soap, lip balm, body wash, body scrub, fucking, uh, fuck, I don't know, uh, a couple, couple other sh- cookies, uh, uh, brownies, you bake with the, the grounds, you yeah. fucking rub that shit on your, you know, and you, 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 you barbecue. So I was like, I want to do this retail shop, it's called Coffee Whore. And she's like, what the fuck, that's so stupid. <laughs> so yeah, you're probably right. You know, maybe like, we're more like coffee sluts, it'd be just like a fucking whore. When you look at a slut, right, 
You see, you got the Brazilian slut, you got the Colombian slut, you got the Ecuadorian slut, you got the Puerto Rican. See, you're yeah. smiling, you're feeling me, right? You know what I'm saying? You yes, got the sir. Vietnamese slut, you know, you got the Indonesian sluts, you got all these sluts. And when you when you take it, when you make coffee, you can make it in many different ways. So one bean can be made in a few different, many different ways, and mm -hmm. you use it multiple different ways. So as a slut and you just roll all ways you know as a coffee slut as a coffee you know like there's so there's coffee snobs that that coffee gets oh my god i just only want my coffee this week they're a fucking cunt you're they're they're fucking bitches and they're they're and they're fucking snobs they only want their coffee one way a coffee slut will have their coffee anyway and it's me as me coming me speaking for me my experience coming from a farm side from farming it there's so much fucking work that goes into one fucking cup of coffee. One cup, not the fucking gallon. One cup of coffee. A lot of fucking work. So when I'm doing all this work and all these, and you see all these kids in Brazil and Portugal and, 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 and Peru and Ecuador and, and Costa Rica, and they're picking that shit. They're making like a dollar a day, if that. If they get paid. That's why direct trade is very important. And fair trade, because Starbucks will fucking buy from this 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 farm, but don't pay them. So as a direct trade, as a fair trade, these farmers are getting paid when the product is being delivered. You know what I mean? So now the new rules have switched because a lot of these major companies are going to fucking rape these farmers. Yeah. So imagine, dude, farming's hard, bro. Farming's fucking hard. I don't give a fuck. You know, you, you got to be a tough fucker to be out there just farming and doing the same fucking thing in the sun all damn day. You know what I mean? It ain't fun. It ain't glamorous. But it's... It's what turns the fucking world, you know, coffee, right. 24 fucking hours, every fucking second, someone's boarding and drinking a fucking coffee across the planet. So I look at this and I said, man, coffee such a like, fuck, no, your kids go to St. John's, people are going to talk shit about you. I said, oh, man, whatever, right? So a year goes by and I said, man, I think it's things cost you're crazy. So I go one day, one, it was like uh, four or five years ago, I'm out in fucking LA and my sister-in-law takes me to this place called Eggside. I'm like, son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I've been fucking, I, she's like, what? I'm like, fuck, I wanted to be doing this fucking thing, this coffee, sort of thing, but fuck, your sister said no, and she's like, oh, whatever, right? So I eat this fucking coffee, egg sub burger, and I go, and I'm just, and I just remember being like, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you know when your gut tells you to do something? So I'm not, I'm a bad fucking example, but I'm gonna tell you, and I'll tell whoever, anyone that's listening, when your gut tells you to do something, just fucking do it. Just jump, dive, you know what I mean? You don't know, and you will miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So granted, I took that shot two fucking three years ago, before, you know, we're, we're going to be four years. So imagine if I did that seven years ago, eight years ago, you know, we'll be, you know, coffee slut would be, man, it's just crazy. A lot of things have happened. I mean, I have people come from New York City for one day just to meet me to buy my company. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just uh, all from the name, all from my style, all from how we, how we, how we serve it and how we sell it, you know what I mean? The product and everything. Anyway, so... So how did that happen? I came back home one day and I said, fuck, see, man, I fucking went to LA and there's a fucking egg slut there. She's like, yeah, well, that's LA, that's not Guam. I'm like, oh, shut the hell up, you know, whatever, right? So I go on this trip, I, Raj takes us and he takes us to Amster London, Amsterdam, Calais, uh, uh, Belgium, um, France. And, and so Justin and Carl with me and every fucking coffee shop I see, I'm like, hold up one second. I pop in there, I go in there, I talk coffee, talk story, talk, talk origins, talk style, talk roast profiles. And these guys are like, what the fuck? So they don't know, I mean, I'm just their coach, I'm a fighter, I'm a wrestler. They don't know that that's part of my, my, my thing. So I go down to roast rooms, they fucking take me into the back kitchen, you know what I mean? And you know, they're doing, I'm doing the whole fucking shebang, right? Yeah. What the fuck, you know? So I come back home and Justin was working at Aiken, he's like, yo man, like, 
Yogi, you got a minimum, then yeah, what's up? And he's like, um, and I want to do something. I kind of want to leave, you know, AK. You know, what do you got? You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, you're always doing something. Got anything new? I'm like, I don't know, check me out. So he comes over, really, bro, like 10 minutes, kind of pulls up into, into my office. He's in my fucking door. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty quick. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of serious, kind of fucking, you know, I want to do something else. What you got? I said, you ever heard of nitro coffee? He said, what's that? Typical, same question with everyone asks, what's that? And like, bro, check this thing out. He's like, holy shit. And I, all I said was coffee slut. He's like, damn, what's that? He's like, well, I go, bro, coffee slut, the, the world's first nitro cold brew bar. He's like, damn, I don't know, but I love coffee and I love sluts. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so my, sell, my sell to Justin, to I sold him shares. Maybe like 20 grand or something. I don't know what I saw. I forget why fuck I was so fucking stoned at the time. I saw I saw them shares. And it brought my sales pitch was that, that's it. That's how long. That's me. I told him my nitro. I showed him the video. Told him my coffee. He goes, damn, I love coffee and fucking sluts. And 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 he goes, so where do I sign? You know, being being dumb and whatever, but but he was for real. That day, like after that, that was my sales pitch. Maybe like two minutes, less than two, 90 seconds sales pitch. And so he caught up Kyle, he goes, yo, man, we're gonna do this thing, blah, blah, blah. And, he's, and Kyle works at the bank, he's like, whoa, that's crazy, that's crazy, shut the fuck up, let's go, bring me your money. So right there, on that same desk, that same meeting, we bought about, I don't know, 10 grand worth of shit online, all coffee shit, you know, all cold brew makers and everything. Yeah. And so from pitch, from call to pitch to purchasing, all within 20 minutes, within 20, 20 minutes, we're already making the purchase, handshake, Made the purchase. I went home. I told my wife, I'm opening up coffee. So she's like, no, you're fucking not. I said, yeah, yeah. My soul shares to Justin and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> she fucking walked upstairs. Didn't talk to me for the hour. Obviously, I should, she has to talk to me the next day. We got shit to do. But yeah. she was mad. She's like, can't believe you're doing that. You know, St. John's people are going to talk shit about you. I'm like, fuck them. Fuck them. Sure enough, we opened up. Every fucking morning, St. John's teachers are at coffee. So yeah. <laughs> the fuck out of here i love it bro that's a fucking true fucking story bro that's dope that's dope and and, and to see what coffee slut has become over the years now is it's pretty much now it's a part of it's a part of the culture on guam now that's what it's um that's what it's at least that's from what i've been seeing i'm sure right now it's probably busy i know uh you got some live music going on up there yeah, and like that's there. yeah shout out to geo you know and that's and that's like one of the spots to be at on Friday night and on Saturday night. You got the John Dank show there doing yeah. their thing. And, yeah. You know. And yeah, man. It's, it's, it's been good. We've been blessed, you know, with this whole COVID thing of um, got to eat outside, drink outside, no customers inside. So it's kind of like, uh, okay, we, we went from indoor to outdoor real, really quick because we have outdoor seating. Right. And they're like, oh, you know, all bars are shut down. Like, yeah, but we're not a bar. So fuck you. We're going to fucking sell some beers. And they're like, no, you can't do it. I'm like, why not? I have fucking beer for sale. You want to buy a beer? And the guy, you can, you know, so we got very, very lucky through this whole thing. We're able to keep all our employees and, you know, we're still open, you know, we're blessed, you know, and, and, you know, and, and when you look at it, zero tourists. We are, we are still alive and we're still bumping because of locals. And we're, we're bumping and we're busy because the locals saw that we took the risk. We're the only ones that fucking had the balls to fucking do a band, do a DJ. Put a fucking dance floor and fucking have events during fucking a fucking pandemic. Now, I don't know how you fucking, I'm trying to get political and shit, but I mean, that's how I feel. You know what I mean? This is fucking some nonsense shit, you know? Yeah. But, 
Uh, people have passed, and I and I and, and I and I, you know, for I, I'm sorry, but you know, to shut down the planet just for a small amount of people is really tough, and you can tell there's some type of scheme behind it, some type of agenda behind it. But that's just my fucking, I don't know. Don't even, yeah. fuck, don't even fucking and, listen to me. I'm fucking drinking and, and I'm sober. Right and now. I, I, I get your point though. Like with with something that's a 99 survival rate, yeah. I can yeah. agree with you that, that right. they did do a little too much. Right. But the fucking media is fucking dumb, bro. Fuck that mainstream media, man. Yeah, that's that's you what it that was. Shit? I don't I actually I don't watch TV. Like I don't have a TV at home. I stay away from it because No, I watch that shit on Instagram because I just follow my just want to listen to the bullshit they're fucking playing, you know, and not having everyone pay attention to that shit. But um anyways, yeah. yeah. So what were we talking about again? Yeah, we were yeah. talking about, you know, well, what, no, what yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for coffee slut. I'm grateful for for the locals that are coming out daily to support us. And and if you think about it, there's no tourists. So it's kind of, can't say like we're like, okay, I'm sorry, in the military, we have a fucking huge, massive military following. If it for the military and the locals, we'd be dead. We fucking shut down a long time. So we're alive because of them, because of you guys. And uh, we're not gonna fucking stop fucking throwing dope ass parties. You know what I mean? Be a fucking typhoon, we're gonna throw a fucking dope ass oh, party. Almost definitely, you know? yeah. And yeah, Coffee Slut is known for throwing some dope ass parties. What so you guys did. did for Rogers, Rogers' birthday early oh, this year? Wild. Oh, that party was, that was cool. Something else. Mm-hmm. If you didn't come, you missed out. Open bar, food, everything, you name it. Yeah. All you had to do was bring your ass. You didn't yeah. have to bring no money or nothing. You could have just came and you know had a good time and, and vibe with the people. And, and that's and that's what I like about Coffee Slut too. Is like when you when you go there, you you really go in there to vibe. You know, to get away from all the madness that's been going on. It's been a long ass week. You know, right. we, we all got to deal with stuff. And then when you go there and listen to live music, be around the locals and be around, you know, like-minded people that just want to that just want to vibe right. and just want to have a good time. You know, that's definitely the, the perfect place to go. And, you know, that's that's what that's thank what really you. gravitated me towards that is you know, uh, that type of energy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And that's that's what we, that's that's what we want. We want people to feel that way. You know, you can come in there at seven in the morning and feel like you're at a bar. You know what I mean? It's that bar setting. There's no alcohol. No one's fucking drunk. But it's just that vibe of, of being, you know, it wakes you up. You know, so I, and I love, I love it when people are like, um, so we have these guys, they come there. And if they don't have their, if they don't go to their, to coffee set for their, no, hold on. I don't fucking go to coffee set every day. Okay. Me too. I got coffee at home and I got coffee in my garden. I have coffee in my office and I have coffee in my, my, my other office. Right. So I don't go to coffee set all the time, but there are people that, that feel that they need to go get a dose of fucking coffee slip at least for five minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, like, that's chronic. You know what I mean? Like, yo, yeah. man, oh, no, I fuck, I fucked it. I just fucked it. I was so, just last night, yesterday, today, you know, I, I got to go to coffee slip. You know what I mean? And they get their little shot of nitro. And some people have their one ginger and a nitro. So everyone is very different. And, and so if you look at our shit, although like our style is very loud and open and, and, and very, very outside the box, one thing we do serve is clean coffee and clean juice. You know what I mean? Before, before a lot of fucking juice companies or before a lot of fucking coffee shops doing what we do is that's, you know, we, we, our juices are all made right there on the counter. We don't, we don't have a fucking, we make, our, we make our juices right there and it's not even in the cake more than three, four days and we fucking throw it out if it is. You know what I mean? Because we constantly try to make, we constantly make, not try, we constantly make fresh juices and if it's not on the fucking tap, it ain't on, you know what I mean? There's no juice, you know what I mean? Like, we don't, we don't stop juices, you know, we, and if you, and it's more for like the health note, like we're, I, I mean, I know I'm kind of like a little pudgy around the way, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but uh, before, for a long time, I was an athlete, you know, and um, 
and it's always trying to keep your immune system strong it's trying to stay healthy because you have a hard day tomorrow eight hours five hours of training the next day so you got to recover so you got to drink healthy shit good shit right? yeah so i took that style to a bar and we served that through taps and uh you know so anyways yeah man we've been we've been we've been blessed you know what i mean and but that's the thing i'm glad you feel that way that you can come there and you know it's, it's, it's that that chill vibe with the good shit yeah with the good shit and then speaking of good shit you you started out you started something else uh recently you have your own competition called champ chows and yeah, 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 yeah. it's a it's a what's a weekly or bi-weekly uh like once a month once okay. every, every three weeks okay so every few weeks you uh you, you bring a bunch of different people from their prospective villages to to try to throw something down and you got judges and yeah so we were we were so okay so i i, I started champ charles basically for yahoo japan so i was always traveling and eating and one of the guys that runs like a lot of like uh like like oh he's the head for metallica japan the metallica mm. uh japan club he's the head so anyways he does all this media shit yeah and he's like hey man you like to eat and you know a lot of fucking cool famous people why don't you do a food show and have them on your show I'm like, yeah whatever and man it's just it was one one day he just kept like one year he just kept telling me all the time oh Malker, you're gonna do show you're gonna do show you show you do show i buy from you you make 12 show i buy for you you told you make 24 show i buy from you i'm like the fuck you know so he goes oh you know make, make like the series and the episodes I'm like, oh, okay, okay, you know, Japanese English, right? I'm like, okay, I get you. But this guy, one fucking year, asked me to do a show. He goes, you like to eat. You're always eating. Every five minutes, you're eating something. You should do a show. Always talking, many famous people. Maybe you do show. So I'm like, whatever. So when they were sitting down, we're just, we're all stoned, talking about They're like, champ, you should do your show. Do, do the fucking champ chows. I'm like, my nephew, I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? So champ child stuck you know i mean my friends call me champ and like my old friend like like 20 30 years ago right so and and i like to chow and then so this whole covid thing kind of brought out the competition because all the guys that do all my shooting for submit and broad they were getting bored you know like yeah fuck, i've been home for three months nothing to do let's go do a fucking let's go do the food challenge you're supposed to do and that's what happens so like oh you can only have like 10 people or the governor's gonna find you ten a thousand bucks per head so we made sure that we had 10 people and we had, you know, the three guys and we fucking just invited one person each and, and they, they, they cooked down, they did a, a salmon burger challenge and that kind of like pretty much hit. So now we're on our sixth uh, uh, episode already. We did six challenges, man. It's pretty cool. Three guys come, they cook, they, 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 cook, they, they, they show us what they can do and, and I'll be, you'll be surprised because by trade, they're not fucking chefs. Yeah. When that shit come out, fuck. No one, no one's eating better in Ireland than me in that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, the uh, the one you guys did last week. Uh, Roke won the, just the, the last one, right? My boy Roke, fuck. He so he lost the fried rice challenge. Um, and he, you know, you have Big John Calvo. I mean, obviously Big John Calvo. Oh likes yeah. To eat, can cook, eat it everywhere. You know, and from the states to Japan, he's always eating all these great places, and we'll great food comes a lot of money right so you gotta mm -hmm. you know you, you you throw down and then you got big rick and he's they don't call him big rick for fucking nothing and do like 400 fucking pounds right yeah so when you're big when you're that big you can fucking eat you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean so when you're like this fucking massive you can fucking eat so you got big john and big rope and you got i'm big john and big rick and you got little rope you know what i mean and and he told me, because he champ, thanks for thanks for getting me back in. Because every time he comes to Champ Charles, he's like, fuck, man, can I come in next show? And, you know, he was he was itching to compete again because yeah. he lost, right? 
So he came. He goes, I'm gonna make the. I can't wait to make the jump. The the Giants crumble. You know what I mean? And he did. Yeah, man. he said he. I talked to him about it too. He was oh, like, he Yeah, I'm not. He's like, I'm not gonna lose twice. I lost the first one. I'm not losing <laughs> nah, the second time nah. in a row. I'm he, like, Yeah. <laughs> man. And then to see him with the fucking first place trophy, I say <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah, my that's part so right there. Cool, I, that was cool, bro. I'm I'm so happy for him because he did, man. He shut. Jaws my boy, Rick's my boy, but he made those guys fucking head down. Just... <laughs> 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 it's something when you lose, man. Yeah, I don't you, give a fuck, bro. You, you can you can have all the fucking practice in the fucking world, man. You cannot deliver at that time. Maybe before and after, but at that time, when that time goes off, you can't deliver. Your it's over, man. You know, you know. Second second best is. Still a loser. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> There's only well, one you winner. Say if you're not first, you last. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you can talk shit about them. Go ahead. Hey, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about, I don't think I'd be able to hang yeah. with the champ childs, you know. I probably wouldn't be able to hang on the show. I mean, I do cook myself. Yeah. You know, I got this little thing called oh, yeah? Cuddy's Kitchen where, you know, oh, I really? throw down a little Where? bit. You, know, you don't I'm know like, how. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> what do you cook? What do you cook? I mean, my steak is the shit. No, I make a mean you better steak. Stop. You better stop. I bake. You know, I love to bake, bake. cakes, cookies. Really? Yeah. Really? Cuddy's Kitchen, huh? Yeah. Really? You know, I honestly, I used to do it because, you know, I used to try to pick oh, up shit. girls and shit. You, you know, want to jump on you. the Champ Challenge Challenge or what? Oh, man. And if you would, if you did, if you did, who would you want? Who, who would you want to cook against or with? Hey, I'll cook against anybody. I don't give okay. a fuck. Okay. I, hey, bring, bring me your best. It don't matter. <laughs> yup, I said it. I ain't going on like no bitch yeah, on my podcast. I'm go. calling out whoever. <laughs> yeah. Big John, Big yeah. Rick, Rope. Yes. I'm coming for all of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. I'm not yeah. going out like no motherfucking punk. No, 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 no. I, I want all the smoke. Oh. I shit. want it all. Okay, okay, okay. Send me this vid so we can send it to some of the cooks. <laughs> <laughs> This yeah. podcast will be out by tomorrow. Hey, they gonna hear it. Cool. I would love to have you on my show. Would you oh, be down to cook? Would you be dude, down to challenge? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah, okay. I'd love to. Okay. Well, yeah, right on. We'll have you. We'll have you. We'll have you. Stand by. Oh yeah. Okay. So we do them every like every three weeks. Every three weeks is um so we're thinking of a Mexican next. And we're thinking Mexican on the twenty one or twenty eight. And then uh uh yeah, I guess, and it won't be until like August. We're gone for a while. A bunch of us okay. are leaving. We're going for um, uh, UFC. My boy Roki Martinez is fighting the UFC. We leave June 13th. He's scrapping June 19th. So fucking, you know, he went in twice. We, 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 he came out with the L twice. So this time we gotta he, he gotta go deliver. You know, we gotta yeah. we gotta get that W. So. Most deaf. Yeah. And after that, I'm going to be out there. My daughter is doing junior golf, so she's doing uh, the Callaway Junior Worlds Tournament. So I'm on, I got her in a little system, a little program right now. You know what I mean? So she's uh, doing fit, physical fitness in the morning, and every night, every evening, six days a week, she goes to the golf course. You know, so she's in there yeah. for like an hour to two hours, sometimes four, but, you know, got she got to get it in, man. You got to put in that time, you know? Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's, it's it's game time, so we got Roki. Then next month, like three weeks later, my daughter's competing at World. So, oh, that's really dope. That's mm-hmm. really dope. So yeah, I mean, you see, you see, you you inspiring other people to be to be champs like you. That's really cool. So I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I play a part. You know what I mean. I play a small part. You know what I mean. Everyone got to fucking hold their own, especially when you're doing individual individual sports like. 
you know, I have I have a small part, you know, I have a small part. I have a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, but I still play a small part, you know what I mean? You know, they they still got to go on the greens. They still got to get in the cage. They got to get in the mat. They got to do their shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. We can just help them prepare as much as possible, but, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but having that motivation and having having that mentor that's, like, there and... You know, believe believing in them because a lot of the times that's all that's all people may need is just somebody that that really that fucking belief, believes right? in you. Yeah, you know just believe in me a little bit, motherfucker. Just a little bit, not a lot. Just believe in just real little bit. That's all I need. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I do, man. Um, I I'm I'm grateful to, and and uh, to watch Roki. He you know he's been right when he came from Seattle. He came right to my gym and he's been with me since then since he landed on Guam and. You know, he fuck how many times we fought. Oh my god, travel Roki, man, everywhere. Fuck. He what I don't know. It's been over ten years I've been cornering Roki. Yeah. You know I mean? So me and Roki we have this it's called the three C's. It's the coaches, competitors, communication. So Roki being a Roki's not a big Roki carries a lot of fat, by the way. You know what I mean? It's about hundred eighty five pounds, but he fights fucking monsters. Monsters. Big motherfuckers. So in in in, in between all that heat. Roki slugging with a fucking monster. He, we're still talking. Out of all those, anywhere from one, uh, anywhere from fifty people in the arena to ten thousand people, twenty thousand people in the arena. Roki, we talk, we're talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can hear my voice and, and not you know once in Korea, once in Japan, and like a couple of times in twice in Korea, once in Japan, and and like maybe like three five three times five times in Guam, people have. Have noticed watching me and Roki talk to each other, and they'll come up and like, damn, you know what I mean? Hey, coach, good job, no, whatever. But you know what? At the time, when you're heated, everything's you know, blood's boiling, we're going right, winning and losing, whatever. But uh, yeah, you know, as I look back at it, like you know, me and Roki have, uh, you know, you can be shouting a lot of shit, hey, do this, do that, and they do it, and sometimes you're shouting so much shit that the guy's all fucked up, or he's he's blank that he gets, everything shuts out that he don't hear you. Roki slugging with monsters and we talking, nigga. We having a full blown conversation. Full blown. I'm not yelling you, mind you. We're just talking. Okay, Roki, yeah, I just watch it left hand, you know, put it in, you know, dip it, you know, shuck it under, whatever. And he's doing it. So we're talking. He goes, yeah, I know, I know. I can't get What about this? Story? You know what I mean? We're just constantly talking. So these people are tripping out. Like, Roki's having a full blown fucking conversation, fighting a guy twice his size. <laughs> so I'm really, really. You know, hoping that this one, the 19, Roki breaks through and gets that W for their Uncle Dana White. You know what I mean? Most definitely. And, yeah, that's that's cool. Like, we're starting to see a lot more people from Guam, like, make it in the UFC. So, we got Frank. Well, okay, my boy, Trevin Jones. He's going in there twice and knocked two motherfuckers oh, up yeah. twice. So Trevin's the homie. I just saw yeah. Trevin last week. Trevin's fucking shit up right now. Trevin's yeah. fucking paving the way again. The new road. You know what I mean? And then you got Frank DeCrank up next. I think Frank's fighting him. Fuck, I think sometime this month, right? Oh, fuck, he or left, he left yeah. last week. He left the day of Champ Charles, I think. I, fuck, okay. I don't know. I, I, forgot. I, I, I forget, but he's going to... Frank is up next. So Frank in June, Roki... Shit, Roki in June. They're both in June. And I think Trevin's July. Trevin's July 24 or something like that. Yeah. Right? So Trevin's back on the island. He's training with the boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I catch him all the time in the gym. Sometimes, sometimes I catch him at custom... Sometimes I catch him at Paradise. Sometimes I see him nice. out. Yeah, I bump to him all the time. Yeah, Trevin. I remember Trevin from back in the PXC days. That's yeah. when I first met yeah. him when yeah. he uh, won the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he won yeah. the title, he came out to the W, and you know he was showing everybody love. I'm like, oh, what's up, champ? You know, he let me take a picture with the belt. Like Trevin. Trevin's always been a really down to earth, mm-hmm. earth guy. Yeah, so. yep. 
and to just see him like he and you you see like that that dude he fucking lives in the gym there's not a day where he's not working on his craft and you're starting to see it pay off and i mean obviously wow. the, the biggest um the biggest fighting profession in the world you know he's He's knocking motherfuckers out in the UFC now. You, you know, know Trevor's an athlete. He's also a football player. A lot of people, I don't know if people know, but he's a, he's a fucking badass skater, too. You know what I mean? Trev can skate, dog. Trev uh, can fucking know, skate. I didn't know that. Trev going up and down fighter, for really? Ollie on flipping and shit. He fucking rail sliding and truck sliding. Yeah. Trev smooths. He's a fucking smooth cat. So I, I, I'm very excited for Trev's future in the UFC. Um, you know, Frank the Crank, I think he's already, is what? Seventh fight rate, six, seven, eight fight in the UFC right now. So I want my boy Crank to get a W on Rogue to get the So what's gonna happen? If you got Trev getting the, getting the W's, Frank getting the W's, Rogue getting the W's. Not now you got the you know you got three local boys and three different weight classes fucking making some fucking noise, right? Winning, you know. Look at right, right. You're gonna feel that like you saw that fuck the energy, right? You got you got you know what I mean. Now now you come into Guam, so you know a lot of people don't know like. Guam's 36 miles, we got 36 world champions. We got a we got a world champ per fucking square mile in Guam. We're a true fight island, you know what I mean? Uh now I'm you know, 25 years ago, I wouldn't have thought of my position today. I would fight, I would go to Japan and you know, fight all these guys that fight the Brazilians, fight the Japanese, fight the Russians, and, and I was young, I just wanted, you know, I was competing, whatever. You know, 25 years later, yeah. those corp, those corporations, those fight promotions, those companies, they're now like where we talk a lot. You know what I mean? So they want to, they want their guys to fight in Guam now. So Guam's like a Guam's been a fucking fight island. Dude. Before fight island was a fucking thing. Yeah. You know, no dis, you know, no disrespect to the fucking boys out in fucking in Abu Dhabi, Sheikh Tanun and them, but you know what I mean? Like they built that fight island. Ah. Nick, homie, we we are fight island. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? this you know what is. Mean? You know, so so when you look at fight island, what's up, baby? When you when you when you talk about fight island, I mean, you know, Guam's a fucking true fight island. You know what I mean? And and now on the biggest stage, you know, look at Roki. Well, Roki's a fucking deep champ in in Japan, fucking you know, fighting in in, in Ryzen. And then now in the UFC, so we got boys, man. We, our, our boys have, are, have, you know, we played, you know, we're, we've been playing at the top a lot for a long time, for years, you know. I think a lot of it was, they always looked at Guam as being like, hey, Malker, can your guy fight in three days? I'm like, motherfucker, like, you couldn't call me like two weeks ago, you know what I mean? They always set us up for last minute, but I always send people out, bro. And tell you, not only in my gym, if I had a 185 running, you already, you already know, and fuck, then I call another gym. So we give, I give, even if they're not in my gym, I give a lot of different gyms love, and I get them fucking fights off island, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, uh, you know, we got to, and, and it's called experience. You just got to go out there and get the experience, you know what I mean? And the mm. more experience we have, you know, the greater we can be. It's just experience. You're experiencing time, right? You need that, you know? Yeah. You, you, you can sit in the fucking, in the office all fucking day, but you got to go get the experience, you know? So. Most deaf, most deaf. And yeah, that's, that's kind of funny you mentioned that because I think what Trev's first fight in UFC, it was like, what, 36-hour notice or some shit like that? Yeah. He yep. basically only had about a day and a half. So, and I've flown from Guam to Vegas or to California. It's about a 20-hour flight because you got that layover in Hawaii, and not shitting. eating, not eating too. Yeah, so then you got to go out there and work. That it took him like sixteen hours to cut. Like took him a day to cut sixteen pounds or some shit, right? And then he fucking uh, some shit like that. Something something wild. And then you know to go in and, and take that punishment from that dude. 
soaked up, soak up who, all that who, shit. Who was and already come prepared up with to a fight. Fucking, yeah, come up with a fucking a right hook and drop him, knock him out. You know what I mean? So, yeah, who come, who, who came prepared to fight? You know, so, you know, I'm 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 stoked for the Guam boys. Um, you know, Trev and Frank, they come in and out of the gym, my gym, and they train, and that's the beauty of Spike. Great is like. Spike 22, I have my core boys that have been with me for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. 20 years will be Spike 22 next year in October. October will be 20 years for Spike, man. And and we fought everyone. We fought Trevin. We, you know, we fought Frank the Crank. You know what I mean? We fought We fought everyone. My gym fought everyone. Yeah. And all the guys we fought, and it's funny because they, they fought 10 years ago. And, and so if you look at my cage, if you go to an MMA training, all those guys have fought each other one way or another in the past 20 years. But but it's it's... It's um, I call it we always be build friendships through fighting, and in my business, that's the only way to grow, man. I'm you're either on other other side of the fence or you're on my side of the fence, and it's gonna be like that all the fucking time till I die. You know, it's just how it is. You know, it's competition, right? But uh, when you look at the 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 beauty of martial arts and mixed martial arts, not not NHB. NHB was back in the day. Fucking everyone trying to prove you know who's a fucking got. You know what I mean? Who got the biggest heart now it's when you look at the the strength of mixed martial arts and the culture and the community it brings together all those you go to my gym some you look at that cage and all those guys have fought each other and they're all laughing and training and sweating and bleeding together bro like it's bro that, that mat got about 20 pounds of fucking two three gallons of fucking sweat and you know what i mean on that on that thing and it's and it was all it, it's um it's uh, you know, it's it's that's how we do it, man. We build friendship through fighting. Wow, that that's, I don't know if that sounds a little bit weird, but it's, yeah, I mean, that's culture. I mean, that's, I mean that's that's that's, that's, culture, a, that's a know? part of the culture. I mean, because it's like that in the martial arts world, it's like that in the boxing world, mm-hmm. and just in combat sports in general. Right. So yeah, I I, I can I can you know kind of understand. Yeah. I know um, one of my, my good friends, my boy Sean, he, he trains with people sometimes. I know he, because uh, I know he still works. He's still working on the ship right now. Yeah, he's yeah. been training Sean the boxer. Yep. Yeah, he's cool. He's a cool cat. Yeah. Yeah, he's always, you know, down to, to train people. He wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted me to train. I'm like, dude, I'm not about to fight. <laughs> yeah. That's a great workout, too, though. Like, I, I have my kids do it as much as, or when they, when they can, but, and it's, it's not for them to be in the cage and fight, but man, it's just, it's a great workout. It's also self defense too. You know what I mean? There's a lot of crazy motherfuckers out there right now. You know what yeah. I mean? So to learn and to learn a little one two and how to protect and how to move and how to how to run, you know that's important too. Like yeah, like, you know maybe if I got a gun, we could chase his ass down. But if a guy have a knife, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back. You know what I mean? A guy with a knife that knows how to use a knife will fucking slice you up, be killing all the right spots, and you will be dead in thirty seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know nothing that nothing the medics can't do. You know what I'm trying to say? At least with bullet shots, a guy had a gun. We were in charge him. We take a couple of shots. We're gonna fucking get that gun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, anyways. Yeah, that's probably the only time I would consider fight just for self defense purposes. Cause yeah, I'm not really. And it's a great sweat. Yeah, because I can't just see myself just, you know, fighting for fun. I don't know. That's never really been my thing. <laughs> well, fighting for fun is cool, too. You know what I mean? When you, when you, when you see, when you, when you practice those certain moves and situations and scenarios and certain skills and timing and you, and you see all of that put together at one time in one second, because a lot can happen in one fucking second. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So if you put all, you, you can put like, 
you know, it's like getting fit five dimensional. If you can put a lot of shit together in one or two seconds, man, and you and you all feel it flow. You know what I mean? You're like, ooh, damn. It's almost like it's like you know when you ejaculate, you don't even. Oh shit, that was fucking good. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I know you you the you the mayor you the mayor of Guamsterdam. <laughs> yeah. You mayor the of Guamsterdam. You got the blunt right there. So I wanted to ask you, yeah. where's the best? Where have you gotten like the best weed from your life? It's like that would be tough to say. You know, I'm, you know, I really, really, really have to say this, right? And 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 it's not again, fuck me, make a disclaimer. It's not because I'm fucking from Guam. I'm just saying. You know, again, me personally, I, I kind of speak for other people, but I've been to Palau twice, right? They got a lot of weed there back mm-hmm. in the days in the eighties and nineties. They were they were shipping marijuana from from Palau. It's called the you know, from Peleliu, and you know, a really good bud. You know, you had I've been I've been to Vancouver, BC four times. You know what I mean? And, you know, obviously I lived in Seattle, Washington. Really good bud up there. Mm-hmm. At that time, California didn't have anything really, really good. You know, and then a lot of stuff came from the, the Europeans. You know, and you got Spain and Amsterdam. So I've been to Spain. I've been to Amsterdam ten times. And and before like, I just you know I don't so. I'm like a, I'm a coffee slut, right? So when I get into coffee, I get deep, you know what I mean? When I get into fighting, I get deep, you know? If I get into fighting, if I get, if I get, when I get into coffee, I want the best fucking coffee. I got Geisha at my house. I got Geisha at my, my roast room. Geisha coffee is the most expensive coffee. You know what I mean? You got, I got, a, I got a lot of, I got, I got Crown, Crown Roy. I got Crown Joe coffee. I got grass. They're, they're, they're very high. And I got my coffee, which is pretty expensive and high end too as well. Yeah. It's called one of the best neutral seeds around. Then when I get into MMA, I want to play the best. We want to play with the UFC. We want to play with Ryzen. I, you know, I fought in K1. I fought in Dream. So when you, when you, and then when I get into cannabis, I, I want it to get with the best. And where is the best? Well, Vancouver, BC. So I fucking flew there four times. You know, I flew to Seattle and they drove across the way, right? You know, Palau is a ship. We got to fly. We got to, we got to fly to Palau, you know? Amsterdam to shit, I got to fly out there. The thing about Amsterdam was very open, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I used to chase a lot of strains and I used to go out there and sample a lot, you know what I mean? I was very fortunate because I was wrestling and I was fighting. So that took me traveling. Before that, my mom took me traveling. I've been, I mean, you know, down to Israel and Palestine and you're getting fucking Moroccan hash, you know what I mean? From the terrorists and shit, you know, and those things were, were very. There, it's a, 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 a great life experience that I would not let my fucking kids do, but, but you know, I, 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 I did it. And because and, and, I wanted to try and, oh, you have the good weed? I want to see what kind of weed you got. Let me see that show. That shit's good. Can I buy some of that? You know what I mean? I would like to, I would like to, you know what I mean? Get a head change. And I did that across the way, man, around the world. You know what I mean? Like this and like that. And, and you learn and you travel and you, you see everyone's style of growing and all the different weeds. and. And you know, and I have to say, some of the best bud that I have tried out of all the way out there, even in California, some Guam weed. You know what I mean? And some really, I, I, you can take the stateside weed and you can compare it to Guam weed, and if we, we did a blind tasting, the Guam weed might win. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, we up there, dog. We fucking up there. And I tell you that. I tell your, I tell your followers and your fans that we up there. You know, don't don't let our little islands think that we don't know. Oh, we know. A lot of people here know. We know. We know what good weed is. We know how to grow good weed. And, and the people that are working out there and, and all these big corporations and big brands that are out there, there's some Guam boys working in there too. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we in there too. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's good. Like, so yeah, where's the best bud ever? Like, you know, 
you know i i i for me and and for 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 my own because again it's like you know when you smoke weed it's like drinking wine it's like drinking whiskey you know it's like mm-hmm. drinking beer everyone has their type of beer they want to drink right you know everyone has their type of whiskey they want to drink everyone has that you, you can you can show a girl all the wine she's like she only wants pin or cabernet only only i don't care if you want to give her a 500 glass she wants a 50 dollar glass you understand what i'm saying like they right. know what they want so for me, one of the best weeds I ever tried was mine, which is called the White Rhino. And I grew it myself. I grew it for 13 months. And it was, uh, I had the strain and for, before the typhoon came and, and blew off my roof and we lost our three mothers. But that strain I grew, it was possibly the best that I ever tried. Very euphoric and, it can, and it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hybrid, so it can go both ways. But mm-hmm. we got the seed from Vancouver, British Columbia. So that's the reason why I went back there four fucking times was to find the fucking strain, you know what I mean? Yeah. And try to, and, and went to the same place asking what's the same people and, and, and we get them, we try them, we grow them in the phenols and it just wasn't the same. So was it a really true right wine? I don't know. Did I just get something that I never tried and, and the guy, but we got it, we bought it from the dude. We bought 20, they bought, my friends bought 20 seeds, they gave it to me and, and it was, you know, one of the best shit that I ever fucking tried. But I've been to Amsterdam seven times. I've been to Amsterdam ten times. Seven times to find that particular screen. They'll call me, hey, Malker, how are you doing? We have this, we have the white rhino coming soon. You want to come? I, dude, I'm out in, I'm out in Amsterdam, like, like three weeks after their call. Because, you know, it's, when, it, when it's coming, you know, there's, there's, it's still there, right? Yeah. And you always want to, you know, let it, you know, let it um, mature, which is curing. So I get out there and I'm so excited to get my hotel fucking go there, get my bicycle right over there, and it's not it. You're like, no, what the fuck? So remember, this was there was no Instagram back in the day, you know, fucking WhatsApp video call. You know what I mean? Like they'll call you from the fucking phone, and you gotta fly the fuck out there, and you gotta go fucking check that shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know. So I I've done my my share, my time, and I'm putting that in and and really, but uh, yeah. Guam has some really good weed, bro. And I think we can, if we did a little blind tasting against the best in the world, they come to Guam and we bring our shit out there. If we could fly it out there across, a, you know, legally, then uh, I think, you know, Guam buds can win too, bro. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I agree. Yeah. Guam do got some good <laughs> Remember the last time we smoked? Oh, man. Yeah. You want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> No, that was some good fun, man. That was good fun. Yeah, well, that was a good time. That's why I'm like, you know what? Let me just make a video and just make fun of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's all that we did. Time. We like, yeah, let's make a joke out of it. You know, the pod, the last podcast, it came out kind of bad, and you know, I got, I caught some hell from Rods for it. Yeah. Of course, when I'm like, okay, I'm, a, I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna make yeah, it right. Yeah, yeah. We'll make oh, this, this little cool, video man. and make it's it cool. fun. Cool. I, like the, I like, I like the new studio. I like the setting. You know what I mean? New wave, yeah, yeah new, new wave studios, new wave studios. Cool, yeah cool. you know and we always appreciate you know come when you come out to support us you know it means a lot when when someone someone of your caliber you know come come through and fuck with us you know because you know we're we're still growing as a brand and we're still trying to man homie we all growing you know what i mean we all still growing right so i'm down like i said raj i've known him for a minute you know what i mean and and Raj always helped me out. Hey, Raj, come and fix this. He come. I think the motherfucker, he does so much shit at my house, he never even sent me the bill. You know what I mean? So it's a different, it's, there's different. You know what I mean? There's friends and then there's brothers, right? And there's business partners, whatever. But depending on how you how you flow with each other, you know? So Raj is, I, you know, Raj calls me, I'll come. You know what I mean? Raj calls me, I'll come. It's my brother. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool, man. So what's next for, for who's, who's up next on your show? You know that one I don't know yet. Honestly, when I when I try to you know 
figure out what guests I want to have come on and stuff. I got to try to figure out what their schedule is and yeah. if they're actually free to come on. Yeah. But um, something I want to do in the future, uh, you know, it's still Mental Health Awareness Month. So, That's cool. you know, I definitely want to try to have a guest or two come on, you know, yeah. um, to, to speak about, you know, mental health and, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And then, you know, next month, getting ready for summer. So do a few summer podcasts and, you know, try to have something set for July. You know, it's around liberation time. So, you know, hopefully I can have uh, somebody who knows a little bit about Liberation Day. I think the Liberation Princess is watching, too. Shoban, I think you're watching. I want to have you come on. She was uh, the last Liberation uh, Princess, oh, I think, cool. yeah. in 2019. Because, you know, I think it was canceled last year because of yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely, I try to, you know, I, I talk to the I talk to the fellas all the time, like, okay, what should I do? You know, and I'm always open for, for ideas. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to, you know, to grow the podcast and just do different shit. You know yeah. what I mean? I want, I want my show to stand out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to just be the typical podcast. You know, I want to do, I want to do off the wall shit. I want people to be entertained. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. so let's go hit this joint, man. You want to hit this, oh, man? Yeah. Or like, come on. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Yeah. Peer pressure. Not even about peer pressure. I like, I like it when you're still new, cool cat. <laughs> mm, this can work though. You might be lucky. I hit it once for the pod. Once for yeah, the man. pod. So once good, for the pod. It's always good. It's always good to once share medicine. You know, it's just medicine, man. Just elevate a little bit. I'm good. Ready? Put it right there. Right on. There we go. But yeah, man. Thanks for having me on your show, man. This is cool, man. I, I, I wish you, you know, I'm not, I'm not ending it. I'm just saying it. Just I wish you much success in this. You know what I mean? It's a, new, it's a new thing, too, now. It's not like you have to have, like, a massive studio and a fucking thousand employees, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. now, technology has has helped small business people like ourselves to, to grow very cheap. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like... Before, imagine you want to do a pocket, they charge your ass for the fucking studio, you know? Yeah, and, and I was, when I started doing these, I was just doing these in my apartment. Yeah. And, um, and a spell, he was like, hey, why don't you talk to Raj and like, see if you can get in the studio? Yeah. And I, I met Raj, but it was a long time ago. It was like five years ago. And um, I'm like, I don't even know if this motherfucker remember me because I've been off island for so long. Yeah. And you know, and I you know came in here and I talked to him about it, yeah, and yeah. and he was like, yeah. 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 And I was like, holy shit, you know what I mean? And and I've always, and I've been a fan of these guys too. Like while I was off, I, don't, I watched everything that they do, and I'm like, man, if I can just, if I can just, you know, one day even make a song with them or like even work in their studio to yeah. some capacity, like to me that'll be everything. But like now, I'm actually a part of the. The new waves family, it yeah. just it just That's means cool, everything, man. you know. Right it's on, it's it, it feels like full circle. Yeah, you know. I'm happy so, for you. brother, I have a question for you. So you're from uh, you're from uh, LA, right? Yes, sir. So I'm I'm headed out there. I gotta take my daughter, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna my daughter to golf, but I'm gonna be out there for for twenty two, June twenty two to to the July fourth. What do you, what do you, any golf courses? Where where are you from? Where are you from? Um, so I'm from Watts originally. Watts. Then yeah, then I moved to yeah. Palmdale, Lancaster. So, okay. um, as far as golfing goes, I have no no idea, no idea. Oh man! But I'm sure there's you gotta stuff. Gotta grab out yourself there. A, a set of sticks, man. Yeah. See, I mean, That's I know the they game. got the uh, two mile out there, right? I be That's seeing people game. golfing and shit That's out there. The I gotta game, go check bro. it out. That's the game, bro. But if you go to San Diego, you already know about Tory Pines. Yeah, and, yeah. We got a lot. My my yeah, my daughter set up with a bunch already. Yeah, at least I'll be out there for a minute. Yeah, we also got some uh, tours and some cannabis tours, so that'll be cool. Excited for that. 
And turn it into a little business script too, right? It can't, be, can't just be all play, you know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. And my dad's like, what the hell are you doing out there playing around? You know what I mean? You gotta act <laughs> like I'm working right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> vacation shit. There's no fucking vacation, you know what I mean? I'm, just, I'm teasing. Yeah. But yeah, man. So what else is good? What's what's next, my brother? What's next? What's next? We just, you know, we're going to just keep on keeping on. Yeah. Get ready for summertime. You know, that's when. You guys got anything big coming up for summer? Um, I know I talked to the guys about this before, but we're supposed to be doing like a roast of me. Because we were supposed to do it last year for my birthday. You yeah. Because I'm, I'm yeah. always like, I'm always yeah. giving the guys hell. I'm always yeah. giving them shit. So I'm like, yo, why don't we just have an event where. Everyone roast you. Yeah, yeah I was like, good. dude, that'll be yeah. that'll be something yeah, different. It'll cool, be fun, cool. and you know, and I can take a joke. Yeah, you know? if I this, I gotta be able to take it. Yeah, yeah. You so what about what about Champ Chow? So what you you're down? I'm down for to real? do Champ Chow. Yeah, so for real. So what what do you, what can you cook? What can you what, anything Asian? Okay, no Asian. Okay, so what? <laughs> tell me, tell me, and we'll fit you in. So what? You you're a steak kind of guy. You a barbecue kind of guy. You a griller. You a fryer. You what are you? What are you? I'm I'm a fryer and baker. I'm not that you're good fryer on the grill. Baker, okay. Yeah. Well, you're not that good. You're not that good. Oh man. Okay, so you got to work in them skills. Okay. You have you have a grill. Nah, yeah. Okay, we got to work that grill. We got to work that grill. Oh yeah. So I, you're I, a baker. You're a baker. So you usually champ chow shows are thirty minutes. Yeah. So we got to keep that shit tight. You know oh yeah. Mean? So you got to cook some you, shit you quick. You got to cook, cook some shit. Hey, quick. but I'm up for the challenge yeah, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I'm up to to do something to like step outside my comfort zone okay, or whatever. Okay, and you okay, know, okay. whatever I don't yeah. know, I'm just willing to learn <laughs> it and you know take that as a lesson. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Oh so, yeah. I'm not That's going cool. in there to lose. I'm still. I don't give a fuck if it's some shit I don't know how to cook. I'm still going that bitch to try to win. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Have to. At least try. Yeah. I never go. I never go anywhere with the with the defeatist mentality. You know, that's just not my. That's not my style. <laughs> okay, so here we go again. Oh God, I know where this is going. <laughs> this shit right here. Uh, this. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all, this man got that gas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what I call this, man? You know what I call this right here, bro? So that's called the gangster gumbo. So I never made that up. That's actually Snoop. So Snoop, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, they didn't have a lot of weed. So he'll tell his friends, like, yo, what you got? You know what I mean? You got to put it on the table. Yeah. So he'll get a blunt, strip it, and he'll take everyone's weed and mix it up. And he called it the gangster gumbo. So I have a little like jar. I just take all my my random, you know, shavings, whatever, and and buds and nugs, and you grind them up. And you just put all, you know, put all the shit there. So I twist it up and, and it's, oh. it's the gangster gumbo. Gangster gumbo, y'all. <laughs> gangster gumbo. Well, just a mix of everything. I don't even know what the fuck we're smoking. Just a mix of everything. But fuck it, it's good. It's good, right? Yeah. It's good. Tasty. I got me right. I ain't even need to hit it that many times. Just once. Good. Yeah. So you I'm need. good. Milker. So. I know you got a bunch of you got a bunch of pages on social media, my man. Where can everybody follow you at? Um, so just Malker Manabusin, and uh, you know if you're into like the fight game, we have a think cauliflower culture. Uh, if you're into jiu-jitsu, it's Submit International or Submit INTL. And if you're into fighting, we have Brawl International. Um, Spike Twenty Two. At a fuck, what is the fuck? Spike 22, SPK Supply Company, 
We get um fucking uh, Guamsterdam. Um at Guamsterdam. Let me see what else I'm at. And uh yeah, Pimp Guam, if you like some popsicles, SBK twenty two MMA and uh Spike Coffee Roasters. So we do um you know, yeah, that's it. It's the cannabis coffee and and uh and scraps. That's mm-hmm. much my thing. Yes sir, I mean? yes so, sir. Yeah, yeah, follow if you have some time. Check it out. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter, on IG, at Yup, I Said It Pod, where I'm talking my shit. I'm probably not sober some of the times, but don't worry about all that. <laughs> Mel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. My G. man, thank you for having me, brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank Good you. Fun. That's been another episode of the Yup, I Said It Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the most electrifying and entertaining podcast on Guam. Y'all have fun, love life, and love yourselves. Peace. Peace.